Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Goodyear hotline, they will include Tua today. Tua, Tonga Vailoa, Alabama legend, Miami Dolphins rookie last year. So much to talk about with him. Shefty with the very latest on the quarterback carousel. We'll get Scott Pioli, longtime NFL GM, into the conversation today. And we're looking for someone to explain what the heck is going on in baseball. And most importantly, I need a weather person. I need someone to give me some help because I'm in the middle of a blizzard. But we are smoking hot today and ready to roll. Delighted that you're here for some sports conversation. And there's only one place to begin. Here we go! Only one place to start. We already have a trade that rocked the league with implications that run beyond this deal. Matthew Stafford is a Ram. Jared Goff is a Lion. We always thought that this would be an unprecedented movement of quarterbacks during the offseason. Well, the carousel has indeed begun to spin. And as I told you on Friday, the last thing I said to you Friday was by the time we are together again on Monday... Matthew Stafford will be traded. What I did not know yet was where he would go. And the places he didn't remain in some ways just as interesting, as important as the place that he did. Let's start with all of the particulars of this deal. By now, you've had 36 hours to digest it. Number one picks in the draft being traded for each other. Never happened before. Matthew Stafford a generation ago. Jared Goff just a few years ago. Jared Goff 16 months ago. Signs a contract that makes him the richest player in NFL history 16 months ago. Two years ago this week, he was the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. Today, he's a Detroit Lion. Life comes at you fast. So what do we think? Well, let me start with this. I love it for the Rams. Absolutely love it for the Rams. To me, this puts them directly among the Super Bowl favorites. I just finished up a TV show in which I played a game called Prisoner of the Moment. I am that. I am, if nothing else, a professional overreactor. And my professional overreaction today is that the Los Angeles Rams are now on the shortest of short lists to be the team to beat in the NFC. Tampa Bay's quarterback is going to be 44 years old next year. I don't know who the New Orleans Saints quarterback is going to be. I'm not 100% sure you know who Green Bay's quarterback is going to be. I think you're looking at some of the other teams, and I I reserve the right to absolutely erase this if Deshaun Watson winds up in San Francisco. If that happens, forget it. If Deshaun Watson winds up in San Francisco, it'll be the second time the Bay Area has ruined a sport for the rest of us in a decade. It'd be like the Warriors adding Kevin Durant. If the 49ers wind up with Deshaun Watson then just forget it. But I don't expect that to happen. Or I guess I I shouldn't say I don't expect it to happen. In the absence of that happening, I believe the Rams have as good a chance as anyone. Matthew Stafford is a, I believe, and he's going to get the chance to prove it now. I think he is a terrific player. He has more than enough time left to have a full and complete second act, second chapter of his career. He turns 33 in a few days. That's more than enough time. Look at the age these quarterbacks are playing to. And I'll tell you what you love about Stafford. Matt Stafford, week 17 of this past season, last game of the year, was on the injury report with three different injuries. Three different injuries. The same week that, by the way, Carson Wentz was a healthy scratch because for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was out with hurt feelings. Matthew Stafford, with three different injuries, played. A meaningless game and was in there fighting to the very end. Why? Because that's what he is. 
He's a football player. And he is out there fighting like crazy for his team to the very end. I love Stafford. I'm a huge Stafford fan, and I think they are set up for enormous success in L.A. It does not mean that this does not come with significant risk. Mike Tannenbaum made that point with us this morning. They have zero margin for error. It's reckless and irresponsible to go eight years without a first-round pick. You have great core players, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, but if any of them get hurt, it's over. And then when you layer on top of that that you have to keep good young players like Josh Johnson, Troy Hill, Leonard Floyd, you have a very small window with no margin for error. Yeah, I get that. I think it is totally right. But you know what? I cannot sit here and criticize the Green Bay Packers for trying to win next year's Super Bowl and this year's Super Bowl at the same time and not love it when the Rams go all in. The Los Angeles Rams have gone all in on trying to win a championship in this window. They have the best defensive player in the National Football League in Aaron Donald, a a generational talent, a transcendent star. They have Jalen Ramsey, who is as good a cover corner as there is in the sport. They have good weapons on the offensive side. They have a good offensive line. They run the football with two different guys. They have two different tight ends. They got Cooper Cup. They got Robert Woods. Now they have a quarterback who is a difference maker, and you're going to see it. You're going to see what Matthew Stafford has never had a chance to show you he could be. Now let's get to the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. As I told you, Jared Goff is 16 months removed from signing the largest guaranteed contract in NFL history. He took a team two years ago that had the 20th ranked defense to the Super Bowl. The Rams were the number one scoring offense in the NFL in the two seasons, 17 and 18, with Goff as their quarterback. He had a passer rating of over 100 in both. So the question is, what happened? And the answer, if you're in Los Angeles, is it, the answer better be Goff and not McVay. Because what they have done now is they've gone all in on Sean McVay. Sean McVay is the boy genius. He is the boy wonder. He is the young superstar coach that took Jared Goff from being a bust looking lost his rookie year under Jeff Fisher, to becoming all the things that I just named you. A Super Bowl starting quarterback and the largest guaranteed contract in the history of the sport. Sean McVay got and gets all of the credit in the world for that. However, it should be pointed out that in an NFL world where anyone who can prove they have Sean McVay in their contacts becomes an NFL head coach, 16 months after giving that contract to Goff, This franchise felt the only way they could win was to trade him away and to pay someone two ones and a three to take him off your hands. That is to at least some degree an indictment. So I think there is enormous pressure now on McVay because this organization just did what the Eagles didn't. The Eagles didn't back their coach and trade away the quarterback that had all the questions and Carson Wentz. They went the other way. They backed the quarterback. The Rams backed the coach. They went all in on McVay. They traded away their entire future, and they bring in Matthew Stafford. The next time it doesn't work, the fingers get pointed at the genius. Now, I will say, I think it does work. I think McVay is a great coach, and I think he will prove it. And Stafford is a terrific player, and I think they will win big. But I do not think that that means 
that the pressure is not all on him. It unquestionably is. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise, and that is because this team is in every way making and breaking moves. Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. All right, we've got Tua coming up. We've got Shefty coming up. We've got the green list. All week long is Super Bowl related, and we'll start playing some trivia games as well. We're going to be busy as we kick off Super Week with you. Thanks for coming along for the ride. I'm Greeny. This is ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you. We're kicking off Super Bowl week here on ESPN Radio. And in exactly 30 seconds, we will be chatting with one of the most talked about young players in the National Football League. Tua Tungavailoa, quarterback Miami Dolphins, will join me 30 seconds from now. We'll spend those 30 seconds telling you about ZipRecruiter. The best teams start with great talent. But finding the right people can be a challenge. When it comes to hiring, ZipRecruiter can help you find the right candidates for your team fast. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 top job sites. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. To try ZipRecruiter for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. This is about the busiest sports day we've had in a long time. Working our way towards the Super Bowl this weekend. We've got the huge trade over the weekend. There is so much to get to here. And it is my pleasure. Uh, but are you telling me in there, Bubba, that we do not have Tua yet? We'll have Tua Tungavailoa in just a moment. Um, Bubba, he is ready to go. Okay, it is my pleasure as we continue. Greeny here, presented by Progressive Insurance, to welcome on the Goodyear Hotline the one and only Tua Tungavailoa of the Miami Dolphins with me here on uh, ESPN Radio. Good morning, Tua. Good morning. Thank you guys for having me. Well, it is my pleasure, and, and it is nice to chat with you. You're one that we've talked so much about, and it is nice to get the chance to talk with you. And the, the, before I get to any of the NFL stuff, I'm just fascinated. Your career began 
with, with one of the most memorable games and plays and all the rest of that, the world became so aware of you in that overtime and the national championship game and the touchdown you threw and everything else. And I've always just wondered, like the relationship you have with Nick Saban, I've gotten to know him a little bit over the years. Obviously, you playing for him and, and the affection that I know he felt for you. What, what do you think that did for you? How do you believe playing for a coach like Saban, in particular having the kinds of enormous experiences that you had with him, how has that prepared you for whatever the ups and downs of the NFL are going to be? Well, I think being able to play for someone like Coach Saban, uh, you know, it gives you two sides. It gives you, um, you know, someone who's very hard on you, someone who expects the best out of you. And then, you know, the other side where, you know, you, you get someone who's very caring, uh, very loving, you know, for his players. Um, and, and that's who Coach Saban was. You know, on the field, he was very hard. He expected a lot out of his players. Um, he expected the best out of you. And off the field, he knew how to turn that off. He, it was like he wasn't a coach anymore. He, he's just someone who wanted to be there to, to help his guys in whatever way, shape, or form he could. Uh, and I think having someone like that has helped me um, you know, in, in the NFL, uh, because, you know, you deal with guys uh, with different personalities and you deal with guys that are hoorah guys that like to get in your butt. And, you know, you also deal with guys that, you know, you got to help them, um, you know, you got to help get the best out of them. So I think that's how he's helped me. I get it. And, and it almost feels to me like there is almost no adversity that could be created for you that that you haven't lived through right like I can't imagine just knowing him the little bit I do I can't imagine anything feeling more adverse than him being really really mad at me Uh, on on the list of things that have made you nervous where would you put that on on the list of anything that might happen that's adverse to a football player Uh, with things that coach has said um, you know I I wouldn't put any of them up there with uh <laughs> with how coach makes me nervous I, I would say uh it'd be it, it would be more so um the expectation of my dad making me nervous than anything else that's <laughs> mm. fair and i know how close your family is i know how important that is to you and to them and how much a part of this entire ride they have been so l- let's go through your first season here and just give us your thoughts it y- yours Based upon the injury and the return and everything else, there was so much attention paid, not only to how you would play, but to how healthy you would be. How would you uh, mm-hmm. sum up your rookie year and, and just how close to 100% physically you really were as you played through the season? I would say I, I, I give myself a below average grade. Um, I understand that it was my rookie year, uh, but it wasn't up to the expectation that I had for myself coming into um, you know, my rookie year, um, you know, I would say towards the health side of things, I, I, I felt perfectly fine. I, I think, well, I don't think, you know, our, our head athletic trainer, Kyle Johnson, you know, would have made the decision to put me in or would have made the decision to tell um, our coaching staff to put me in mm-hmm. if, you know, they didn't think I would, you know, I'd, I'd be uh, 100% if there were any thoughts that I'd you know, go out there and hurt myself, I don't think they would have put me in that situation. So uh, health wise, you know, I, I would say I was, you know, at least hundred um, percent. But there's still things that I know that I, I got to work on this off season and strengthen uh, both physically um, as well as in the film room. 
Well, it should make a huge difference. One would think that last year during the offseason, I'm sure you spent basically all of your time rehabbing and getting yourself back to being healthy. So what is the plan for this offseason? What is it you do this offseason to come back next year and be better? Your words, you you felt your first year wasn't what you wanted it to be. What do you do this offseason to get it to where you want it to be? Well, I think the biggest thing is to work on what I feel like, you know, would would help, um, you know, my gameplay this upcoming season. Mm. Um, and like I said, it's things physically that I need to work on, um, you know, flexibility, mobility. Um, and then also with uh, the film room. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to get with, uh, you know, veteran uh, quarterbacks and, you know, try to try to, you know, ask them for <laughs> for some help with uh, things like that. Makes sense, and it's a smart thing to do. One more question for you too, and that is just simply that that for all the things that happened, we talked about adversity. Now here you are, one year into your NFL career, and there are trade rumors flying around. This is like the craziest NFL off season ever, and the possibility of so many changes that could get made. And your name winds up in the middle of that. What is it like to have played one year in the NFL and to be to hearing that conversation out there? Yeah, well, I've never heard that conversation. Uh, you know, live on on ESPN or any of the the mm-hmm. channels. Uh, you know, really, I found out from my my agent. Uh, I had no idea that that was going on. Mm-hmm. No, but at the end of the day, that's that's not something that you know I can control. Uh, I just got to focus on what I can control, um, and just got to continue to get better. You know, my job is to try to help our team win games and to also help our offense contribute to. Uh, our team's success. So that's what I, I got to focus on. And I you know this offseason gives me that opportunity to get better in those areas. And I think that's exactly right. And because you're, you're right, there are some things you can and others that you can't control. You worry about the things that you can and the rest of it takes care of itself. So Tua is with us on behalf of Verizon. And you and a bunch of other NFL players and gamers are participating in the Verizon 5G stadium in Fortnite tomorrow and fans can tune in on twitch and on twitter at verizon now i will say how good are you at this Fortnite? because i will tell you my son who is now 18 lives and dies with this he, he will disappear into a room and i won't hear from him for like four hours playing Fortnite, and that's been the case a long time how good are you at Fortnite? i'd say i'm pretty good um yeah i i mean i, I i'm not one to to talk a lot about uh, myself but i i would say i am <laughs> that is one thing that I am pretty good um, and pretty confident in. When he was 15 and he got my son, he got his first what he calls solo dub, his first win, I guess, playing without a teammate. <laughs> I heard him from the downstairs in the house. I, he's never been that excited about He wasn't as excited when he got into college as he was when he, he got his first solo win too. Is this that important? I would say it, it gets it gets very intense uh, because it's it's not easy winning. <laughs> winning uh those kind of games especially when you're doing it by yourself um so i mean congratulations to him because that that is that is not easy at all for all the fortniters out there that have you know played fortnite for the first time too it's not easy now he's 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 still excited about it and now you'll be doing it again fans can check this out as you're playing tomorrow on twitch and on twitter at Verizon. Uh, Tua, good luck. Stay healthy. Whatever happens, we'll be watching and, and wishing you the best. Thank you very much for a few minutes today and enjoy Super Week.
Thank you guys very much. Appreciate oh, it. You got it. That's Tua Tungavailoa. Again, Miami Dolphins. And, and it is a complicated situation as I'm going to bring Shefty in here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Adam Schefter with me here on the Goodyear Hotline with this coach, the uh, quarterback carousel. And, you know, Shefty, I'm talking to Tua here, and I have to ask him, you know, your name gets thrown in there because, you know, in this trade stuff, you're one year into the league, you're trying to get this thing started, you're trying to come back from an injury, and it is just out there. But, but to the point you, Shefty, have been making in conversations with me both on and off the air, this is an offseason unlike any we've ever seen from a quarterback standpoint. Right. Well, again, I missed it, Greeny, so summarize what you had to say to me. Well, nothing. He, and he said exactly what you would want him to say, which is I'm going to control the things I can control and, and not worry about the others. I'm going to be working as hard as I can, get my game where I want it to be. All the things that he should say, because obviously he has no say in whether he gets traded for Deshaun Watson or not. Uh, and it is, it's got to be a tough situation for a player like him and all these guys to be in that kind of spot. Yeah, well, again, um, he is sitting back and waiting like a lot of other people, right? Like, do the Miami Dolphins make a move? They have a ton of ammunition if that's what they decide that they want to do. And if they do decide to make a move, then Tua won't be there. It's that simple. So there's not a lot he can do. I I think the Dolphins really like him. But you'd be crazy not to go look at Deshaun Watson if he's out there, right? So, again, we talked about this morning. You can make that argument for 25 teams in the league. Would you trade my guy for him? And what else would you have to do? And does that make us better? Go through it. I mean, it's an interesting exercise to go through all the teams like that. So there's not a lot there that Tua can say. It's a tough spot, but there are a lot of people waiting to see their future. Jared Goff is going to be traded Saturday night. No idea. And boom. <laughs> Fine Jack gets a call from Sean McVay that he's being traded to Detroit. Hmm. Just like that. How's your weekend going? Right, <laughs> life cup. Sixteen months ago, he signed the biggest contract in NFL history, and this weekend he got traded to the Lions. Life comes at you fast, Greeny and Shefties. All right, so let's go through all this. Let's start with the the domino. We talked a lot about it on TV this morning, and I opened the show with it here, of course. Stafford for Goff. We know that deal. What, what do we know about other teams that were in it for Stafford? Because that will inform whatever it is that we expect going forward. What, what can you tell me about how busy that market was? In Stafford trade talk. Well, look, I think there are a lot of teams that made calls. They had varying levels of interest, right? But the Carolina Panthers checked in. The Chicago Bears checked in. The Denver Broncos checked in. The Indianapolis Colts checked in. The I'm just looking at my list. Washington, uh, you said this morning, maybe Washington? Washington, New England, uh, San Francisco. I mean, so, so what is that, seven, eight, nine teams? Yeah. Right, so... Um, whatever the number is, it, it's probably 25% of the league. And the fact is, if you made a call, just a call, that tells me that there's a chance you'll make other calls this offseason. And so there's a group of teams that we know would be interested. And I think the list would be even longer on Deshaun Watson. Now, again, we'll go back to Friday. And the Texans GM, Nick Casario, said, we're not trading the player. And the head coach said, I came here because Deshaun Watson is going to be a Texan. And really, the truth is they said what they should have said with the exception of one word um, from Nick in my mind. But they don't know that Deshaun Watson is going to be there. But they have to say that. They have to say that. And so they're getting calls from teams that are waiting to see if they will 
budge off their stance. And today, today, by all accounts, they don't seem to be willing to budge off that stance. But that's on February 1st. I don't know that the answer will be the same on March 1st or April 1st or May 1st. I don't know when it changes or if it changes. But there's a standoff going on between those two sides, a showdown, a game of chicken. And at some point, somebody is going to have to give in. And to, just very quickly to follow up on that, the point you made is this is not something we are expecting imminently. Like, like other no. teams are going to have to make some decisions, right, without this domino falling. Because you can't sit back and wait indefinitely if you're looking to make a quarterback move. So they're, they're, this, this is not the only game of chicken, I guess, that's going on here, right? Teams are going to be playing well, this well, thing on carefully. Greeny, yeah. Greeny, that's the hard part, right? right. That, that is the hard part. Like some of the teams that make calls this weekend, they're juggling the idea. Well, do I go all in on Matthew Stafford when I don't know if and when Deshaun Watson's going to be traded? I'm telling you that teams were going through that exercise, okay? And every team that made a call went through that exercise. Well, do, do, do we go in on Matthew Stafford? And what if we trade for him? And if we trade for him, then we're out on Deshaun. Right? Like, you're out. Of course. But you might be out anyway. He might not come free. They might not trade him. So what are we talking about? It's a very difficult, challenging spot for everybody to be in right now. Yeah, there's only one Deshaun Watson to go around. So the Texans have to figure that and all these other teams have to figure theirs out. Greeny and Shefty with you in this Valentine's Day, which is coming up. Get the gift that's going to wow at 1-800-Flowers. Right now, you can get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for just $39.99 or double the roses for $20 more. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter the code Greeny. So just give everyone a little insight here, Shefty. What are we now watching closely? Like, Like what... What are the next dominoes that we should be expecting to fall for fans of the Jets who are waiting, for fans of the Bears who are waiting, and all these other teams out there? What are we waiting for? Well, what we're waiting for, I think, honestly, is a lot of these teams wait in on Matthew Stafford, and a lot of teams go back to work today, assuming they can get to work in the snowstorm that we're having here on the East Coast, and they're having discussions. Okay, uh, one team, one quarterback was traded, or two teams, two quarterbacks, so that's two teams less out of this, this game of quarterback musical chairs. Who do we like next? Like there was one team I was talking to and, 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 and so I, and, and, and I think I said to them, like, we're, we're just going over quarterbacks. What are you hearing? And I said, you know, you, and this, this applies to any team, any team, you have to figure out who it is in this group of quarterbacks. You feel like you really want, you have to identify the quarterback that you want to go pursue, whether that's Matthew Stafford or Deshaun Watson or Cam Newton or Jimmy Garoppolo or Carson Wentz or Sam Darnold or Tyrod Taylor or Andy Dalton or you pick the guy, Dak Prescott. Who do you want? Who do you value? And then go after that guy. And I think that's a little bit of what's going on right now. Teams made a play for Matthew Stafford. No team was more aggressive than the Los Angeles Rams, who said, we're not going to wait around to see whether we can get Deshaun Watson when we don't know when that can happen. We're going to take the plunge right now. And it's going to be an expensive plunge, a steep plunge, and we'll see how it works out. Right? The Chicago Bears last year went in early on Nick Foles because that was a guy that they identified as somebody that they thought could help. 
Now, had they just been sitting around and not made a move then, who's to say that they couldn't assign Cam Newton in July on a veteran minimum contract Mm -hmm. without giving up a draft pick? You just don't know. So you're trying to figure this out. You're trying to forecast the market. I think all these teams that made a play or a call or whatever you want to call it on Matthew Stafford now are going back, resetting the quarterback board and assessing where they should go from here. And it's going to be fascinating to watch. Super quickly, I just have 30 seconds here, but you mentioned Carson Wentz's name, both on TV this morning and again here. I am sitting here under the assumption, and maybe it's erroneously, that they sort of chose him in in a bit of a power struggle over Doug Peterson. And as a consequence, I I find it impossible to believe they will trade him. But you've mentioned his name twice. Why? Because I think they would be open to listening on Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz. I don't think that because they chose uh, Nick Sirianni as their head coach and fired Doug Peterson, that that means that Carson Wentz is automatically going to be there. Now, let me emphasize, we'll trade to pull off because they just saw basically the trade that involved Jared Goff and what was involved there. And Wentz was in the same draft class and Carson Wentz was on the cusp of winning an NFL MVP. And so why it's a hard trade to pull off is you have a player who at one point was contending for an NFL MVP, but last year looked like you wouldn't want him on your 53-man roster. So which Carson Wentz is it? And the Eagles value Carson Wentz. Make no mistake about it. So they wouldn't just give him away. But to think that they wouldn't listen and entertain ideas, I believe, would be erroneous. And they didn't make a decision on a coaching staff hire and then say, okay, well, that means we are now locked in at the quarterback position. That would be erroneous. They are going to do what's in the best interest of their team, whatever that is. And you don't even know that Carson Wentz wants to be there. So, again, the point is there's a lot of uncertainty. Nothing is certain there right now. And there's a real chance that both Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts will be in Philadelphia. There's a real chance that happens. But to think that it's just a given at this point in time, that would be incorrect. Well, this is why I need you, as close as I can possibly get you at all times, especially right now. Shefty, say, uh, stay safe, warm, and dry there in the midst of this blizzard, and I will check in again soon. Thank you, as always. Have a great day, Greeny. All right, that's Shefty with the very latest. And he's just the best. What can you say? He's just the best. I mean, you want to know what's going on in the NFL. You think to yourself, I really want to hear from Adam Schefter, and I'm delighted that we could. By the way, there's one thing I just want you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. Before we get Buster in here and before I get to my Super Bowl trivia and everything else, there's just one thing I want you to know. I hope that someday you and I will play golf together. There's nothing in the world I love more than golf. I play golf as often as I possibly can. I hope that whatever the last day of my life is, I play golf that day. And I'm just going to say this to you right now. If you and I are ever playing golf together and you say, hey, Greeny, I decided to take a free drop, lift clean in place because my ball was embedded I picked it up. I moved it to the side. I want you to come over here and feel the hole with your fingers. I just want you to know that will be the last time you and I ever play together. Okay? You and I will not play golf together anymore after that day. And I don't care if it's in a PGA Tour event or if you and I are playing each other for a $10 Nassau. If you want to lift clean in place, if you want to tell me your ball is embedded, then I need to see it. And under no circumstances can you tell me I have already picked it up Come on over and just feel the hole in the ground. You'll know immediately. Just know, if we ever have that experience together, 
That will be the last time you and I play golf together. All right, this week we're doing a bunch of Super Bowl trivia. And I love this one. I'm going to give it to Buster, who's going to jump in here next. We've got a lot of young coaches. The trend is on young coaches in the NFL. Who is the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl? Who was the youngest coach on the day that he won football's biggest game? That's the question. The answer is next on ESPN Radio. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that Grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Greeny, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Greeny now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Greeny. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. All right, the pressure is on. Buster Olney, who joins me here on ESPN Radio. Greeny with you. He's on the Goodyear hotline. We'll be mostly wall-to-wall football today, but I do have a couple of baseball questions for my baseball buddy here. But, Robert, I'm putting the pressure on you. I'm going to be doing Super Bowl trivia all week, and I want you to know that our stage manager, Jenny, got this right. If that makes any difference to you, this, the, the enormous pressure is here. Who was, Buster Olney, the youngest coach ever to win the Super Bowl? You know, I wish I could say as a Vikings fan that it was Bud Grant back in the day, but unfortunately they're all in foreign Super Bowls. So I'll go with the correct answer, which is Mike Tomlin of the Steelers. That is correct. He got it right. Attaboy. Robert Stanberry, only the third. That is correct. The first of a, so, so Hembo gave me lists of, of questions he deems to be easy, medium, and hard. That was an easy one. We'll work our way to some harder ones as the week goes on. Buster, thank you for jumping in. I hope you're staying warm amidst this blizzard that we're living in here um but but I, I i was reading some of the stuff over the weekend about all these baseball sort of machinations and i think that a lot of fans probably had the same reaction i did which is what the heck is going on and when is this going to start so rather than trying diving into that i figured let's just make a phone call and let buster answer those so buster what the heck is going on and when are they going to start So as of this moment, the two sides, the Players Association, Major League Baseball, are discussing the proposal that Major League Baseball afforded the the players the other day 
in which the spring training would be delayed uh, by a month to where baseball uh, would start spring training March 22nd and the regular season would start on April 28th, 154-game season, bleeding over into November. Um, and the union uh, is planning, at least last night, we're planning on rejecting this idea because, in part because of a disagreement over tying the universal DH and uh, expanded playoffs together. So they're, they're in the process of haggling. I, I absolutely believe that it makes sense for everybody, for the players, for the teams, owners, for fans, that they delay the start of this season because, let's face it, the conditions that you effectively would be trading uh, February and March uh, baseball time for late October into November, which is going to be accessible for baseball in a way, presumably, that it wasn't last fall because by then you would assume a lot of people will have been vaccinated. And that's, I think that's behind what the thinking generally is about the idea of delaying it. A lot of people have told me the grassroots level, they think that the two sides would be crazy if they don't work it out to delay it uh, for at least a month. Well, why is it so bad? Why is this relationship so acrimonious right this minute? Because since the 2016 uh, negotiations on the current CBA, uh, in which the owners absolutely routed the Players Association, the two sides don't seem to be able to agree on anything. Um, And the biggest difference between now and, say, 10 years ago when Michael Weiner, the late Michael Weiner, was the head of the Players Association, there doesn't seem to be a lot of talk going on. Like at a time when it does feel like that the sport would really benefit from folks being locked into a room and ordering pizza and kicking around ideas and saying, "Okay, let's figure this out. Let's get this together. Now, the way that it seems to be is these negotiations are the two sides are essentially entrenched. Uh, the player association waits for major league baseball to forward an, uh, an offer and then they either accept or reject it, but there isn't a lot of by play in between. I think the sport is suffering because of that. But they're entrenched in what? Like, that's the part I don't understand. Like what, what they have a deal. We're all just trying to live through a pandemic. What is it they're fighting about? Well, I think from uh, baseball's perspective, they, they do, as I mentioned, I think a lot of folks believe that they would benefit from delaying it. Uh, because if you go now to spring training, then the chances you're going to have a greater chance for breakouts uh, of coronavirus um, rather than waiting. You have right. a better chance to get so, players vaccinated. But so uh, why are players against that? Fans. I get it. But what, what, why is that a fight the players want to have? Why are they against that? The fight is over the tying of the universal DH to expanded playoffs. From the, from the union's perspective, their feeling is, look, the universal DH is something everybody wants. Why should we have to give that up as a negotiating point? You need to give us something else if you want us to get to get us to agree to expanded playoffs. Major League Baseball's feeling is, no, the universal DH uh, should be something that, that we can trade for expanded playoffs. So that is at the root of the current problem. And, and so just quickly, because we can do more on this as we get later, but are they going to have expanded playoffs or not? I think in the end they'll wind up making a deal because it's worth a lot of money for Major League Baseball uh, in terms of their deals with their broadcast partners to have expanded playoffs. And so they have to haggle and work that out as they did last fall. So, so essentially, Buster, this is what I suspected. They're fighting just to fight, right? I mean, they're, like, they're fighting just for the sake of fighting because they, they don't trust each other and they just want to fight. That's exactly right. And, and discussions that you wish 
could happen behind closed doors where they're just bartering and trading, and then we don't hear about how the sausage is being made uh, as it plays out, uh, and we, they just come out and announce a deal. That doesn't seem like it's going to happen. It does feel like we're going to have a lot of fighting, and if they don't agree on something, spring training is a start as scheduled on February 17th. Okay, which no one, which not in anyone's best interest. Okay, Buster, thank you for jumping in. Congratulations on getting the question right. Stay safe in this <laughs> blizzard, and I will check in with you again soon. And they're now, at this point, the sides are just fighting to fight. Like they're just fighting because they don't like each other and they don't trust each other. So it's it's you know just envision if you're just in a fight with someone who you despise, no matter what they say, even if you agree with them, you will fight against it because that's just the, your predisposition. I don't like it, and it's not good for the business. It's not good for the fans. It's not good for the sport. The green list, the best plays in Super Bowl history. Next. <laughs> 